welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 74. I am Joe Darnell, your host, and joining me is Mr. Eric Rauch, my co-host. How are you, Eric? Great. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing fine. On this uh, fine autumn afternoon. I know. Autumn has arrived. It has. It's We've been talking about it forever. Awesome. Now it's finally yeah. here. Pack up your cold brew coffee kits, kids. It is time to crack open the the Lego coffee maker. Um, sure. Yeah, speaking of the Lego coffee maker, that's something we're going to talk about in today's episode. A Lego coffee maker. Yeah, so it's different, right? Because uh, the cool kids these days, they were using copper to make, you know, fancy copper Kalita waves a few years ago. All right. Everybody discovered uh, the wooden handled, the wooden collared uh, Chemex. And then there's like the industrial, you know, or uh, uh, like aircraft grade steel used on a French press or something. And now we got Lego. So there's a company that makes uh, like engineer novelty. So you can build your own kits, like build your own toys or uh, mechanisms using their motors and, you know, make little controlled, you know, like mechanized cars and the like. But you're actually, that's the guts, but you're actually using Legos to build the thing? In the case of their coffee maker. You, they show on their website with a video and with other, like a gallery of pictures, how they used Legos to build a, a supposed like Starbucks kiosk where it would make instant coffee and it would be like the size of a, I don't know, what would you, what would you say is the size of this thing? Like a gumball machine, a, 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 the gumball machines that sit on your counter. So it's got to be about a foot tall, maybe. You put the cup down inside of the Yeah, and it's inside. probably about a third of the of the height of the of the thing. So... It, it looked like a, like, you know, I, I, what, like a medium Starbucks to-go cup. Yeah. The thing's probably a foot Grande. tall, maybe. Uh, a foot, um, maybe 16 inches. But it looks like it could be a red box kiosk miniaturized, but it's painted green because it's yeah. all green Legos right. for the Star, Starbucks brand. Yeah. And what it does is it produces instant coffee. So you put in your two euros and then you press the start button, and it'll present you a cup of coffee. Oh, is that what they were putting in there? Yeah, yeah. This two, is, a, two this is a European thing? It is, yeah. Oh, okay. And, and there was a uh, symbol beside the coin slot that indicates, you know, two euros. So it was four coins to equal the two euros. Oh, okay. See, I thought I thought it was the other way around. I thought they were putting... Because they're, they're putting something in, and it keeps dropping through. But yeah. then, they, then they put... I, what I thought was an American quarter, and it worked. But I guess it's the other way around. It was it was dropping. And I was quarter. wondering if it was actually like controlled by weights because the system isn't so sophisticated that it actually knows what the coin is. Yeah. So I was wondering if it had like a weight on a scale or a, a weight scale that the coins yeah. fell into, and it would know this is two euros. Yeah, because it did keep. There was a certain coin they kept dropping in there, and it kept spitting them out. <laughs> um, but then it, you put one of them in, and it it accepted it. I've seen this device a little bit, but the thing is, is they actually don't let you just outright buy this particular device because it's branded with Starbucks and they're not oh, right. selling yeah. Lego. So they're saying buy our you know motors, buy our electro. Uh, I was gonna say electrons, but I mean electrodes and you know all the wires in the kit. Yeah, and then in theory you could build your own. Mm-hmm. But they also give the disclaimer that you should be careful not to use the heat coils carelessly. You know, just it could go wrong pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am disappointed that it is an instant coffee maker. And it made me think, why don't more people make interesting coffee makers just for the pure joy of watching a machine do something in a clever way? And 
then, you know, some people would probably argue that there are a lot of machines that do this. You could pick up a target. But I don't feel that way. Like, well, they feel too sleek. They feel I would like, argue they're called, they're called pour-overs. Yeah. Okay. You know, V60s and, and, and other, I mean... More that, manual. Go yeah, more manual rather see, than mechanical. Um, those are the things, like, like a Chemex. I mean, you want to you wanna talk about being able to watch coffee brew. I mean, the Chemex, I mean, it's just a basically an Erlenmeyer flask, you know? Is that right? Is that, I always say Erlenmeyer. I don't know if that's right. I don't think that's right. But it, it's the hourglass yeah. looking looking thing like you had in, in chemistry class. And I mean, you can see the whole process. You can see right through it. Okay. Well, then as a springboard into this topic that we just discovered. Okay. Let's go with it. What if somebody out there wants a coffee maker that looks like their favorite Super Nintendo device? You know, why can't they build a coffee maker to look like something else. So what I'm saying is like we have an hourglass-shaped coffee maker. Mm-hmm. We have a flask-shaped coffee maker. We have a, a a coffee maker that resembles a lightsaber. Everybody knows which one I'm referring to. I'm not going to tell them. Aeropress. And, and then you got the uh, the boring refrigerator-looking coffee maker, which is obviously the electric drip. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could invent new ways of preparing a automatic electric drip, drip system or something. And I've seen them that, lo- that looked like they were practically Apple products. You know, they go for $300. They're sleek. They got squared off finishes. You know, they're anodized. I've seen yeah. coffee makers like that that nobody buys, you know, available from Sharper Image. But I, I wonder, like, isn't there a space for other kinds of novelty coffee makers, like one that would look like it's steampunk or something from Santa's workshop? I think that yeah. those could be compelling as novelties uh, available from what is that um, that uh, geek website the uh, the one with the monkey as the mascot I could see one that looks like it's a miniature R two D oh the R two D two I cannot believe I forgot this I'm going to put the links in the show notes y'all so you'll be able to see the the Lego version of a coffee maker but you'll also see the R two D two and it's a French press see people are already thinking like me this holiday season. So what it is is yeah. it looks like an a an R2D2 or Astrodroid. It's got the real colors on it and everything. It's official merchandise from Star Wars and Disney, but it totally looks like R2D2. And you prepare French press coffee in it. But it's the manual approach. They're not actually changing how French press is made. It just the body of it looks like R2D2 sitting on your counter. So is it but you can is it opaque or or can you so you can, can or is it transparent or can can you see through it and see the coffee being made or or yeah, is it yeah. is it is it's just like a like a shell you put over your own french press or or do you, is it is it one thing you buy that that it's all in there yeah it's well, when you open it up out of the box there's different parts like you, know, you got R2D2's head which is actually representing like the the top of the the plunger okay the, yeah and then you got that to put on the top as a lid so you can see the um, the actual glass Carafe? Yeah. Or, or, is it a carafe if it's shaped like a cylinder? I forget. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would call it. Okay. Yeah. And, and then you got the the body, which is made out of plastics that are blue and silver and white. It just goes over the carafe. Right. And then there's like a paint job to look like some of the details on R2-D2 on the carafe. Okay. And so there's some plastic parts that wrap it. You have a handle on the back that looks like it's a part of R2-D2's body. You know. So when the coffee's made, you can actually see the coffee through... The R2-D2 then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, there's space around it enough that you can see the coffee blooming and mixing and everything. Interesting. Okay. So I, I don't know. 
I, I just would like a steampunk coffee maker this year. And I'd like, I'd like to see it like, you know, shoot out a little steam and a little whistle you, sound and a little whirly ball go up a wire. and. Have you, you know. have you Googled steampunk coffee maker? I'm sure it's on Pinterest. Maybe there's already one out there. People, if you find a really clever coffee maker and you want to share it with us, be sure to mention it on Twitter. I'll definitely be looking at it. And it's now a good time to do that because Christmas is coming up and there's yeah. some people out there who would like to have a clever novelty like that, I would think. Yeah, and it makes it makes a really interesting point because especially with the manual machine or the, man, I guess, manual devices, they're not really machines, there's... They could be done in a myriad of ways. There, yeah, there really can be because cause the, they're all... In some shape or form, they're all kind of hourglass shaped. Um, so you you fill in those 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 voids, I guess, around it, and you could you could make it you could make the exterior look like anything. There's probably some kid uh, that's a cosplayer at you know Dragon Con who has a Aeropress that's that he's painted and added parts to to turn into his lightsaber hilt for his costume. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. Um, I mean, you mentioned Pinterest, but um, anytime. You know, I, I'll have an inkling of an idea. You know, wouldn't be wouldn't it be cool if there was something like this? And and I'm not even sure what to call it. But I'll but I'll start typing in things and I'll 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 hit on something that that resembles what I what I have in mind. And then I find out like there's a whole there's a whole community devoted to those to those things to making those right. things. You, you know, it's wow. Here, Some people would call them a here niche. I, here but I they, thought they're I was real being... people, y'all out there. They really want to have the lightsaber press. Yeah, or or you know whatever. Um, I'm thinking more in terms of of like unique furniture ideas or things like that. But I, you know, I'm not even sure what to call these things. But but when I start searching and I start getting getting close, yeah, um, the, well, it just it turns out like like people are already doing it. You right. Know? You you know a little bit about Harry Potter? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, okay, you know that there's the uh, butter beer that the people like to drink from the brewery in town close to Hogwarts. Uh huh. And some of the kids get some of it, and you know other people like yeah. the butterbeer. Well, at the attraction at the theme park, where there's like a part of town that looks exactly like the world of Harry Potter. Okay. People swear it is, uh, it is a really great place to visit for vacation. It's okay. really impressive. And one of the attractions there is you can get butterbeer, and you can go to the pub. And everybody in the family can get butterbeer. And you know, if it strikes your fancy, great. Uh, some people say it's not; it doesn't taste at all like what they were expecting, because it's very unique. It's one of a kind. It's not like just you know cracking open. I mean, does a recipe for it exist somewhere? It's not so, like I mean, a, you could basically make it whatever you want. It's not a relabeled Yingling. It's it's a butterbeer. It's a completely unique recipe. I yeah. don't know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who've made up their own concoctions, different versions of a butterbeer online. But what I'm saying is in the that book. in the books, yeah, in the book, no. it doesn't show you, or, or or even really does it describe what it what it tastes like? I don't know. Um, I, I haven't got to that. So part yet. I mean, if if that's if it if it doesn't describe what it tastes like and doesn't tell you how to make it, then then you can just you can make it whatever you want. <laughs> butterbeer is just water. I, I think it, it probably tastes a little bit more like grass fed butter coffee. Oh yeah, it tastes like soylent. <laughs> it's somewhere between Soylent and grass-fed green butter coffee. There's already cream stouts, so you know <laughs> butter beer. I don't think I don't know that that that's a a uh, a huge leap in the weird direction. Hmm. So I took a business trip a couple of weeks ago, and that threw off our schedule. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, things have actually been throwing off our schedule. But I'm going to blame the business trip I took the week before last. And you should, yes. 
And I wanted to tell y'all a little bit about it. I went to Austin, Texas for the Sean West Conference. Anyone who's listening to my show may know about this conference. It's uh, people like me that are into design work, uh, video other production like on you. the side. <laughs> people who like podcasts, listen to podcasts and drink coffee. Uh, they might be at this conference. Joe, I thought you were like a one-of-a-kind animal. I thought they broke the mold when they made you. <laughs> they did, but then... <laughs> There's other molds. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of people who were also born before me. They were at the conference, believe it or not. So it was a great little trip. I don't get to go out and spend a lot of time with my kind of people at a business conference, but there was a hundred strong and the conference was just great. Sean Blanc was there. I learned a lot about coffee from Sean Blanc over the years off of his blog and he got me interested in the AeroPress. He also got me interested in... So of, course, um, of course, everybody you met said... You're the host of Top Brew? Yeah, they no heard my way. voice from the other side of the room, and they said, that podcast, y'all. No way, he's here. Mm-hmm. The host that is best served fresh. <laughs> that does not sound good. <laughs> that does not sound good. That doesn't sound like a place you'd want to be. But it actually, Austin is a very eclectic city, yeah, a very sure interesting is. city. Yeah. Well, the last day we were there, there was a parade in town on the street right next to our venue, and we couldn't hear a word that was said in the last part of the Q&A of the, of the, of the, the really? discussion with the, the, yeah, the guest, the, the speaker. <laughs> and it was, it was crazy because it was all about Halloween. It was Halloween weekend, oh. and uh, it, it was just nuts. Um, but while I was there, every morning I would walk from my hotel into town and go to the venue, and I would stop by Houndstooth, and I'm so glad I did. Sean Blanc recommended it on, I think it was Instagram, and then it was also recommended by everybody running the conference. And I tell you what, it's amazing. If I could have their coffee every day in the morning to wake me up, I totally would. Really? The actual coffee house is at the bottom floor of this uh, enterprise, you know, large, you know, building, several stories tall. I forget what intersection, but you know the one if you've been there. Fantastic. Go in. Their service is great. There's places to sit, great Wi-Fi, but they have... Several different roasts to choose from, from different coffee roasters, um, and I try. I sampled three or four of them. Oh, so all they good. don't roast themselves? They no, just, oh, it, okay. it was all prepared by other craft roasters and all all good stuff. All from Austin? Uh, no, oh. not even. And it was amazing. It was good stuff. Um, I had regular coffee. I had a latte, and I had an espresso, and each one blew me away. But I learned something about espresso while I was there. I've had espresso. But it is, I'm sorry for our international listeners, it is hard in the States to find really excellent coffee the way y'all would enjoy it overseas. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too sure about how y'all actually enjoy espresso because I haven't come across anyone here that can pr- reproduce an authentic espresso like they have in the UK. But what we had there was served with, you know, served on a saucer. My espresso was on the saucer, and beside it was a glass of soda. Okay. I had no earthly idea what to do with a glass of soda. It's like a, a salt shaker. You, you're, you're supposed to you're pour it over your shoulder. Pour the soda over your shoulder. Yeah, it's a Happy New Year trick. Oh, okay. And then you get the guy behind you wet, and you... So, like, he was actually serving me the, the drink, and I picked it up, and I went over to my seat, and he asked me, do you want your soda? And I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Whoa. No, dude, I ordered coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I got a free drink. I mean, if I was at Starbucks, I'd have to pay for the soda right. separately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you did pay for it. 
I guess I did. You did pay for the soda. It's like, aren't you going to take it? And I had to down it pretty quick because I was hurrying to the conference that morning. But the soda... When you say soda, you mean soda water? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, club club soda. Club soda, yeah. And it wasn't bacon soda, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. But it was great. Sprite. It made perfect sense. Like, it it was a clean finish. Yeah. I love club soda. I use it all the time. I drink it in the afternoon and the evenings when I'm at my desk. Yeah. Yeah, any explanation for that? I mean, I'm assuming it's all about just cleaning your palate. Right. You know, coffee lingers, and especially espresso, because it's because it's such an intense drink, it can just hang around. You know, it it it, it does. Yeah, it clings to the side of your mouth, and and you know, like an hour later, you still got that. Um, yeah, I had an I definitely had an espresso. You know, an hour ago, um, the soda just just kind of like eating an apple. You know, like I say, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Um, but an apple is also like nature's toothbrush, you know, because it, it, the, the acid and, and, and the, uh, the eating of the apple, you know, the biting, you know, cleans your, cleans your front teeth. Um, but, then, but then the acids in the apple um, help, help, clean your, help clean your teeth um, after, after, you, after you eat. And it, it just, it's kind of like a cleansing, you know, a, a cleansing agent. Um, so, and that's what the soda does. You know, the carbonation, the, uh, the, the clean, the the clean feeling of the, of the soda just, it's just it's like uh, it's like wiping everything out of there. There are a few coffee houses that will not be named here in the states that I've been to where I didn't get the impression they understood how to prepare an espresso mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It takes them longer to prep to prepare than their other specialty beverages. There's like this uh, look in the of the deer in the headlights look in their eyes as they yeah. go over to the counter to get it started. Well, it's a it's a whole other thing. Just because you make great coffee does not translate into oh they make great espresso too. I mean there there's guys that that specialize in in espresso and don't and don't really care a whit about about brewed coffee. You know they're they're full on es- espresso guys and they they roast for espresso. They I mean that that's what they do. They concentrate on espresso. That's their specialty. Just because it's it's not. Um, and it also takes a very unique equipment that is far more expensive than what you would get for the coffee makers. Right. So there, there's all sorts of variables that go into making, and there's all sorts of variables that go into making a great cup of coffee, a great cup of brewed coffee. So, you know, not to discount that, but but it's a different animal. You know, espresso, is a, it's a different thing. And just because you, 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 you may consider yourself to be an expert in one doesn't make you an expert in the other. Hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a different thing. And, and Americans in general... Um, well, just, they're more interested in their electric drip coffee. It is what they know. But they're the espresso that they use, it. they're uh, dumping it in with um, yeah, steamed all milk and, yeah. and all this other stuff. So, so it's America's more into the latte, whereas you know Europe is is more into the the pure espresso itself. There's been many beverages like lattes and mochas that I've had in the states where I wondered if there was even any espresso in it at all. Yeah, yeah. And I wondered if it was just a bad measurement call, uh, or if they literally just forgot because they were preoccupied with so many other right. ingredients. Right. Well, I do want to get an espresso maker here soon. I think it's going to be the it's going to be the highlight of 2017 on Top Brew because more and more people keep asking me about espresso. Mm-hmm. There are people, some of my friends got espresso makers, and I didn't count on that. And then there have been a few listeners that asked about it in 2016. I think that there is a huge benefit to approaching this specialty type coffee beverage at home. So if you're going to do the mochas, the lattes the cappuccinos, or even the Irish creams, it's that time of year again, then why not do it at home where you can master it and you can make something really good yeah, to serve your family right. 
And an espresso machine will go a long way to make those drinks possible. Yeah, and even even bad espresso at home is is still probably better than than something you're going to get. It really is. It may be the best espresso somewhere. you can find anywhere near home. Right. So the last topic we have here, I don't think we've talked about this one. We've talked about cleaning our coffee gear, and we've talked about cleaning the coffee makers mm-hmm. when there, there can be residues in them and all kinds of foreign bodies that you just want to get, to get out of there with some vinegar. And I've noticed that there were several articles that popped up in the last week or two concerning cleanliness with the coffee gear. And it's, I don't know, these things go in cycles on the internet. Yeah. But there was one that piqued my interest and it was from Science of Us, and the headline is, It's okay to never wash your coffee mug. And they have a picture of a rather disappointing-looking espresso cup. <laughs> I wouldn't touch it. Uh, I mean, I understand the person who uh, drank the beverage might be very fond of it, yeah. but I certainly wouldn't want to touch it. And here in the article, it says, depending on which type of person you are, what kind of people are we talking about? This could be really uh, politically incorrect, but here we go. This will be either mildly annoying or more than mildly exciting. As Heidi Mitchell wrote on a recent Wall Street Journal column, it's fine to never wash your mug as long as you're not sharing it with anybody else. Better than fine, in fact, it may actually be the most sanitary option. What what, what is the world coming to? This is coming from the Wall Street Journal. What what is happening? What's what's the explanation? All right. So uh, let's see here. There are two caveats to the statement. Infectious disease expert Jeffrey Stark, a pediatrics professor at Baylor College of Medicine, told Mitchell, one... It not only it only applies to your not sharing the mug with anybody else. And two, if you leave cream or sugar in your mug over the weekend, that can certainly cause mold to grow. Sure. In which case, wash it out. Otherwise, though, there's not really much to worry about. Quote, if I went and cultured an average unwashed coffee mug, of course I'm going to find germs, Stark said. But remember, the vast majority came from the person who used the cup. Even if you drink from it while sick, it's pretty hard to reinfect yourself with the same mug. Most viruses don't live long outside the body. Which means that just letting the mug live in its own filth may be safer than the alternative, scrubbing it with disgusting communal sponge in the office and the like. But this this could be said for any... For your the cup you drink water out of, or or the you know your or your your beer glass, or 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 whatever else. It, I mean, it, it's not just uh, peculiar to the coffee mug, right? Yeah, this is just everything. So it also that you could say probably the same thing about a lot of people's water glass on the desk. Do they take the time to wash it? You know, I I normally wash my glasses about once a day. Yeah. I. I rotate the glasses. Right. Coffee mugs, I probably rotate every three days, but I'm not really paying attention if to that if I do that. It's usually when I notice if there's some uh, residue around the brim of the mug, I don't really want to put my lips back on it. Oh, man. I just A coffee mug to me is, is use it once you put it in the dishwasher. I don't, I don't, you know, another cup of coffee immediately after I finish the first one into it, okay, but... <laughs> But I'm not going to set it aside and then come back a couple hours later and use it again. Really? No. You won't even use it twice in the same day? 
No. See, I'll use it in the morning, and then in the afternoon, and then I'll put it up on high up on my coffee mug shelves, use it the next day, then re- reuse it the third day. And about that time, I realize there's some residue around the brim of the mug, and so Water. I'll put it in the... Yeah. Water's cheap, man. I, I don't... <laughs> I just... Like, just listening be, to your your the way you feel about this makes me want to wash it like well, after every swallow. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, why don't we use the same fork that we ate breakfast with? Why don't, why don't we like set it aside and use it for all three meals? We could just have a drawer in the kitchen for my utensils. Yeah, and a, yeah. Another you have, drawer you have for your yours. own fork, your own spoon, your own knife, your own plate, your own cup, and there you go. So, so you don't ever have to wash anything. You just always using your own stuff. If you sense the sarcasm in my voice, it's because it's there. Please, please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but what if the drawer actually doubled as a dishwasher? You put your stuff in there and it was clean the next morning. Oh, like the Jetsons or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Everybody <laughs> has their own drawer for their set and you just put the things back in the drawer and it cleans it overnight. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice, but I would do it between every meal. Mm. You know, you know, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't let it sit out. It's like, well, it's the end of the day. I got to clean my fork. <laughs> You got you got a point, Eric. I, I don't can see that. I mean, idea. I I had a friend um, that that I used to work with, and, and and I knew a bunch of guys in the Navy that had the same idea that they would have like a coffee mug, and that was what always went in it, and it was, you know, whether they they meant to do it or not, but it just you know, over over the years, it would it was black on the inside and it was, it was just, it was the coffee mug Disgusting. and they never washed it. And well, see, um, that's beyond residue. That's to the point of taking up a, yeah. a film. My dad has a janitorial business and some of the, the offices that he has, you know, among his client base, they, they want him to clean this, the dishes in the sink. Yeah. And some of them for good reason. And I don't know how they do it every week. Same mugs, and it's thick really? coffee film. It's bizarre. First thing he has to do, he goes into the office, he takes all the and soaks dishes all. and soaks it while he takes care of all the other cleaning in the place. Comes back about 45 minutes later, and it comes right off. Okay. But it's only after it's been sitting in hot yeah. water for 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I don't, from a germaphobe. From, yeah, the, the germ um, aspect. I mean, that, okay, great, fine. You know, I'm not going to... You know, you don't need to wash it because there's just as many germs on before or after. Okay, great. There's but, more to cleanliness than microbes. But a, it influences the taste. Okay, the stuff that, that's left over from from the previous two cups or or whatever, it's going to influence the, the what I'm drinking now. Hmm. It's going to influence the taste of that. Second, it's just gross, man. I mean, I just. <laughs> Why do you think I saved this topic for last? <laughs> I, I I mean, I it's not. You know, if we lived in 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 the in the Sahara or something, we couldn't come across water for for weeks on end. Then okay, fine. But if we lived in the Sahara, we would just put the mugs outside in the sun so that it would be cleaned from ultraviolet guess, rays. Yeah. You know? Um. But you know, we don't. We we live in America, and I and I can just go to the sink and, and get some clean water, and that's what I'm gonna do. You know, fun fact: vultures, you know, that eat off of carcasses and stuff. Yeah. They are cleaner than bald eagles <laughs> because they get a sunning, and it cleans all of them from uh, head to toe from the ultraviolet rays. Really? Yeah. It, bald eagles avoid the sun, so they're, they're going to find the shelter. They're going to find the shade. That is a fun fact. <sighs> Thanks for that, Joe. If you are one that likes to pick up a soda at the drive through or at the convenience store, you're not reusing the cups. You're not reusing the bottles or the cans. 
you pack your lunch, you grab a six-pack Coca-Cola, you know, you take that with you during the day, you use the can, you don't reuse it. You throw it away. And I like that when I pick up another kind of beverage. I like that that Frappuccino from Starbucks in a bottle is only going to be used once. Even though it's a nice glass bottle, it's not reused. Yeah. I think that there's something to it. And even if we don't have a strong basis that it makes a huge difference to the taste or a huge difference to actual cleanliness, you have a great point that we just don't reuse all of our forks and spoons and bowls and stuff. Like we don't sit our cereal bowls on the counter and reuse them the next right, day. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd like the Wall Street Journal to print a retraction. They, they need to reconsider this. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure why the article was written or... or why did we even have this article? Yeah. Oh, are we that lazy? <laughs> First world problems. So, can... okay, let me... When I come and we get a get a fresh cup of coffee to start this podcast, it is in a clean mug, right? Thanks for joining us for our episode. <laughs> 20... Okay. You know, I, I clean it every week. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every other week, of course. Yeah, like clockwork. <laughs> uh, the next day, I come to my desk and I'm like, did Eric use this one? Did I, did I use it? Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us for episode 75 of Top Brew. Show notes with links to everything that we have discussed are at topbrew.fm. Actually, no, they are not. They're at nightowl.fm slash topbrew slash 75. Follow the show at topbrewfm on Twitter or myself. I'm at JCS Darnell. I have been Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew.